Lose the K Podcast, episode 92. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. We are really happy to have you on this Monday morning, June 19th. We've got a great guest today, one of our mentors, Tanya Rainier, who is a money mindset coach and really helped us work through some of our issues on why we spend too much money and why we hate money and why we love money and all those fun money things. It's a great episode. I hope you learn a ton from it. You can access all of the show notes and everything that we talk about at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 92. And be sure to check out our sponsor today, Weightless. She has a great weight loss boot camp um, that is just full of wonderful information on how you can improve your life without necessarily having to diet, which we all want to know about, right? And you can find more information about Weightless at losethecape.com forward slash weightless. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company providing gifts for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. You can find me at www.todaymaysuck.com or join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Today May Suck Comfort Corner. Have a happy day. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. Other things that we want to lose besides the cape include weight. We want to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors today, Weightless. I want to lose some actual weight, and I love our sponsor this month. It's the Weightless program, so it's Lose to Live. Let's talk about the Body Bliss Boot Camp, okay? That sounds like something that doesn't sound too hard. Right, right, not a bit. It's bliss? Yeah, Body Bliss Boot Camp. Four-week self-paced program helps you plan tasty and balanced meals without eliminating whole groups of foods. That sounds good to me. Helps you uh, establish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We don't like elimination. I like to mentally push myself, but I, I don't like – like, I like to work out the physical part, but the eating part is my downfall. Like That's me too. Well, that's one of the great parts about her Body Bliss Boot Camp is that it includes the um, planning, meal planning and all of that good stuff. So you're eating what your body needs to fuel and keep you um, motivated. And it's really, really low cost. It's only $97 for this four-week boot camp, which I think is a a great price. Yeah. If you want to check out more about um, the Weight Less Lose to Live company, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash weight less, one word. All right. So today on the podcast, we are super excited to have one of our favorite people and money mindset coaches, Tanya Rainier of The Profit Party. Tanya helps women entrepreneurs change the way they think and feel about money because she is passionate about women in business and she's passionate about her people. And you will feel that in this interview. We are nurturers by nature, she says, and can you imagine what our world would be like if the creative, kind, and generous women like us were wildly successful and felt confident about money. 
that is what Tanya helps to do is create a world that looks like that. And uh, Aubrey and I were just talking to her ahead of time and how much she has personally impacted both of us. And we love her. Thank you for being here with us. Yes. Yay. I am so excited. I feel like with the audience, what you all can't see is that we're on video and we're all in very different areas. And I feel the energy between the two of you coming through the screen. And oh, it's so, yay. There's so much love. We do love each other. We do. I just want to hug so you. Much. <laughs> and, you know, we often talk about, you know, sometimes they say that the best partnerships are yin and yang, but Aubrey and I are yin-yin. We are just yeah, <laughs> yin yin. We're like the same person that was birthed from different people three years apart, but we're so similar. And we are really going to challenge you today, Tanya, because <laughs> if there is anybody with money mindset issues, it is me and Aubrey. Oh, <laughs> yep. no. Yeah. So I, well, I welcome the challenge. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, hot seat. Here we go. Yes. Okay, so we just finished doing taxes, which was a nightmare. And both mm -hmm. Aubrey and I realized that we spent money like nobody's business in our business last year and found ourselves in very difficult positions. And so let's talk about this for the, for the entrepreneurs out there who feel like they need to buy everything. How do you, how do you help them? Let's start there before we get into the whole mindset on spending and all that jazz. All right. Well, you're going to have to cut me off at, at some point because we can talk about <laughs> this alone for an hour. So the reason that we spend money, um, and I'm going to say that we, we tend to spend money more at the beginning and the onset of our business when mm -hmm. we're trying to get things going because and it really boils down to the feeling that we have that we're not good enough yet. Mm -hmm. that we don't know enough yet. Uh, what we neglect to do is give ourselves credit for what we already know. We feel like, oh, well, I need to learn how to do ABC all the way through XYZ before we can start. Right. We feel like we can't start charging money because we don't have a beautiful website, because we haven't taken this coaching class yet, because we haven't learned how to master Facebook ads. Like for real, do we need to know all of those things in order to start? There's a, a lifetime of experience that we all have already. And that experience is more than somebody else has. So if we're talking strictly service industry, you know, a product is a different thing and a, and a different conversation. But if we're talking strictly about a service that we have to give people, we have the experience that somebody else does. And even if we're only two steps ahead of them, they need what we know we can sell that to them. And, and when I say sell, I know that's kind of like a, like a dirty word, but <laughs> it shouldn't be a dirty word. That's the, that's the funny thing about it because if they don't buy it from you, they're going to buy it from someone. So why shouldn't you sell it to them? Right. And this is so, what I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, because there's, there's a value exchange there mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what we think. We think that what we have isn't good enough to sell. So we should give it away for free. Right. Or it's because that expertise and that knowledge, because it comes so easy to us, it's hard for us to think that other people would pay for it because it's like, well, that's so easy. Like you're, I, I feel almost guilty charging you for that. But right. that easy thing is really hard for somebody else. And you could take anything under the sun. You know, maybe it's, um, I'm going to say like if you were really good at running electrical, 
I'm just going to throw that one out there. I mean, you're just like a genius. You understand how wires work in a house and, and you can do that. But it's, it's something that you've been doing since you were four. You've been taking, a, you know, you took apart your parents' VCR and to figure mm -hmm. out how it worked because you have that little engineer brain. So it's something that's very easy to you, right? But that's not, that's not something that comes easily to everybody else. Right. So are you, is it, do you expect an electrician to come to your house and fix something for free? No, you would expect to pay an electrician, right? But just because it's easy for that guy to do it or girl, doesn't mean that it's not valuable. Right. And, and we tend to look at our own services or our own genius and question the validity or the value of them because it's something that's easy. It's something that somebody could go do themselves. You know, if they just do the research or they watch YouTube or whatever, they can figure it out. But what, what we don't understand sometimes is that we can, we can deliver our expertise and our experience in one nice, easy, convenient, time-saving, money-saving package, and that right there is the value. And you don't need a year's worth of courses or Facebook ads or a fancy website or a professionally designed logo to do all these things. You just need to connect. Because I can't people even buy people. tell you how much money I spent on logos last year because I, I tried to go the Fiverr route Yes. And didn't get anything that I really liked. Then I went the whole 99 designs thing competition. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I wound up hiring Lila Higgins to do an entire rebrand. And so like all that other stuff was basically just completely lost. So well, I'm, I'm not going to say that it was lost because chances are you learned what you didn't want. Well, that's true. Expensive lesson. Yeah. But, it was like yeah. dating. I mean, you uh, date a bunch of like the <laughs> wrong guys, right? Before you can even get close to figuring out what the right one looks like. You have to, you have to do that. So That's those so expensive lessons are just helping you to hone your, your, your desire. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was telling Alexa. I have a product based business, but I spent so much money on courses, on funnels and emailing. And I'm like, they're like, well, what do you sell? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't have any money to invest in product because, <laughs> oh, no. you know, and I do now and I I, you know, because we're all there at some point. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, what, what, what are you selling? I'm a bunch of quotes on Instagram because <laughs> I'm waiting for some money for some products. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm now full disclosure. I'm out of that. My products are coming in and I'm about to launch some amazing stuff, but I spent so much on things that, you know, you can't sell something if you don't have something to sell. Sure. So it, that was a big lesson for me. And um, you told me on a chat that I don't need the whole branding and banners, that I have a story and a product. And I'm like, that is why I started this business. That was my why, this story. And I, I've completely changed, like, how I'm going about stuff. and. Like I'm selling stuff behind the scenes because people know my story and they know it's out and they'll private message me. I know you have it. You haven't launched it yet, but can you send this to my friends? And I'm like, yes. And so it's amazing when you do shift your mind to start thinking about the yeah. things that, that are going to produce an ROI in, in for you. What you said right there was gold, mm -hmm. that you had a story, you had a reason, you're connected to your why. We often, we look at that and we don't think it's enough. 
Mm-hmm. Like we don't give, we don't give that the credit it deserves. Right. Mm-hmm. Where people don't do you, when's the last time you, you know, went to somebody and you're like, I love them. I love everything that they have to say that I've heard nothing but good things about, you know, their services and what they've done, but their logo sucks. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not giving them my money. You know what I mean? Or their website sucks or their social media just isn't up to par. Like for real. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have the right flat lays in the right order. Like I didn't even know what a flat lay was until I started getting in Facebook groups. I don't know what a flat lay is. You know, like the little cute pictures on Instagram with the little paper clips floating around, or it's like shop from above. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, I would just call like, like styled just, stock photos or whatever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you sure. Know, you know, it's interesting on this topic though. I had some really interesting feedback from a client yesterday, and um, and she's a businesswoman. I'm helping her publish her business book for HR managers on training and rewards and all that kind of stuff the different subject entirely, but, um, she was telling me, so she was a referral, you know, Liz Thompson is an editor and we refer clients back and forth to each other all the time. And, um, she came to me from Liz and she went first to do some research on me and to look at my website. And it's funny because I had paid a lot of money to do a rebrand and to have this like really professional looking website and all this stuff. And she said, she said, your website really needs to be updated. And she wasn't looking for fancy schmancy stuff. She was like, I'm in your group and you really undersell yourself. She's like, I just saw your post about taking your, your um, author's books and selling, uh, showing them off at, at the book expo that's coming up. She was like, you have all this experience that you share in your group. You do all these things. And she's like, and it's nowhere on your website. You have these blurbs on your services and get in contact with me, but you and your expertise is not there. She was like, I'm not trying to be rude, but she was like, you offer so much more than I thought you were going to be able to offer. And I was, that was really, I was like, I don't need to pay somebody to do that. I just need to spend the time putting the posts on my website and putting some feedback like that and putting things up there. And, and I have spent so much time and money trying to get the image right that who knows how many other clients I've completely missed out on because they don't see my story. They don't see my expertise. They don't see what I bring and my passion. Why, yeah. why? I mean, Tanya, there's got to be a reason behind that. I think it's sure. it, it, so like, the, the mindset around self-promotion yeah. um, and then the asking. So we, so I'm, I'm going to use the word introverted um, and I'm going to use it really loosely, but so many of us are, introverted to some degree in the sense that we'd rather stay behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd rather not really talk about ourselves a whole lot. Like it's just, that seems weird and kind of like ego-y and, oh, you know, self-promotion is icky and gross and sleazy. Sales is sleazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, getting out there and talking to somebody and asking what they think about us is scary. Mm -hmm. You know, so like asking for that feedback um, isn't something that, that we do and we take lightly. That's like, whoa, that's a really scary thing. Mm -hmm. But those things right there, just being able to talk about what you do comfortably and confidently, being able to ask for feedback, honest feedback, and, and know the right questions to ask to get the information that you need. And in genuinely being able to turn that around and create value out of it is all you need to profit from a business. That is it. I know lots and lots of millionaires that don't have a website. (laughs) 
I, I really legitimately do because referrals come in yeah. because of their reputation, because they've taken the time to connect and collaborate with referral partners and build their network because they offer value because they ask for feedback and they're constantly growing themselves and, and investing in, in their own improvement. And then they're turning that into, into greater value for the clients that they serve. And they have a very authentic, genuine relationship because people buy people. Yeah. You don't buy branding. You don't buy logos. Right. And I'm sure they're not investing in Pinterest and Facebook ads courses. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, they're investing in growing themselves and learning how to ask better questions. Right. I ran a successful, very successful photography business for a really long time. I was never on Facebook. I didn't have a website. The first wedding I sold I had worked for a photographer and then I went out on my own, but I didn't have any work to show because it was all owned by the photography studio. I sold a $3,500 package, which at the time was like amazing to me with no proof of work. (laughs) Like it was just on my own. And I've always had that confidence. And all of a sudden I get into this online world and that intuitive, like I know how to do this, like went away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, but look, she's a big name. And if I take her course, then, I'm going to be amazing. You know, I, I lost that. And I don't know why I lost that. Cause I guess maybe comparing myself or. Uh, it could be, it could be comparing yourself. Um, it could be because you maybe are slightly empathetic. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're an empath, which I am, so it, it's you almost a fault, right? And, and a lot of us are women are, um, and most of the women that I work with are, which is why I love them so much because they're so passionate and they care so much about the way that, you know, their, their clients feel that it makes them good at what they do. Um, so that's the plus. The downside is when you're an empath and you're working in this online space, there's a disconnect. It's harder to get that, to, to energetically read the information that people are sending you, if that makes sense. So when you're yes. in person, you're like, I can read your gestures. I can read your energy. But on a video call or through a Facebook post in a Facebook right. group, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, to read the energy or the tone or to understand if you're connecting or people are stalking you from afar and they're not, they're not engaging with you. So you're like, am I talking to crickets? Is anybody <laughs> yeah. out there? You know, so it's a very different, um, very different space and it's hard. We're missing that feedback and we need it. We need that constant yeah. feedback or that engagement to know that we're connecting and we're doing a good job. Otherwise we start questioning, is this working? Are we doing a good right. job? Are people, yeah, are we recreating value? Total sense. And I think that's why my gut was like, you need to be wholesale. That way you can go to these people and you can sell your story or you could, yeah, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you like, not that I need to convince you, but I need you to know why. Yes. And and, I mean, that's a conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're having a conversation with anybody in the world over anything and you're sitting across the table from them, it's back and forth. This is, you know, your sister's having boy problems and you're talking to her. Well, you can just talk at her and give her all kinds of advice based on your experience with boys. But when she's telling you exactly what's going on, then you can give her very tailored, targeted advice, right? It's like that in business where, you know what, if you have a conversation and you connect, you know, that, that lovely word connection that gets thrown all over the internet, I'm going to teach you how to build community and connect and and I'm going to do it through a course where we don't connect. Right. (laughs) Yes. I bought that course. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So that is helping me how 
you know where no you need to connect and it has to be a relationship not a you know you have to talk with somebody not at somebody and build that know like and trust and when you do that that's how you stand out from everybody else that's on the internet doing what you do or selling the product that you're selling or something similar or whatever because there's a lot of the world is big there's a lot of people and everyone's going to do something different and you're going to attract a different person that you're going to attract the person that's right for you and people that connect to you in your personality, in your delivery, in your story mm-hmm. and let somebody else do it their way and be like, Hey, you go figure it out on your own. I'm going to, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me well. Mm-hmm. And, and I ain't going to worry about the way that you're doing it. Yeah. I love that. Well, there's yeah. something else that I really want to pick your brain about. And that is the whole, um, challenge that I think women especially have with pricing themselves with, with, um, getting the money for the value that they provide. I am horrible at this. Even like right now, like I'm, I mentioned launching this program and I'm already like, maybe I should slash the price in half and see you know, if somebody will buy it then. And I'm like, it's already priced ridiculously low. So why am I, you know, help? Well, always start at like a million dollars. And if nobody bites, then come down. <laughs> All right. I'll okay. do that. <laughs> So again, it, it, I, okay, this is a loaded question because the price needs to, to reflect what you need to make to make sure that your business is profitable and you're getting paid. So you have to know what that number is and you have to, to make sure that it's worth it, worth your time and energy. Otherwise, what, what'll happen is if you're giving things away too low is you resent them. Mm-hmm. And you, you're almost angry. Like when, I don't know if you've ever experienced this and I'm sure people listening have experienced this where they're undervaluing themselves and a client buys it and you're like, darn it. Yes. I, actually, I actually don't want to sell this to you. <laughs> like you're almost angry. So you start to energetically repel the money Yes, because it is, it really isn't worth your time or your energy. So it has to, it has to reflect that, but it also has to be based on value where I've seen it the other way too, where women come to me and they're like, I've been raising my prices and raising my prices. And I'm like, okay, great. What are you doing to add value? Hmm. Well, I, I'm just better. I've been doing this for, you know, I have more experience. Like, okay, great. But what are you doing to add value? Because what you need to be careful about is, you know, you raise your prices too fast without raising your value or without eliciting that feedback from people and knowing what's going on in the mind of your client they're going to start to feel like you sold out. They're going to start to feel like, okay, well, you've raised your prices, but nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, you're busier and I'm getting less attention from you than I was when your prices were half this. Y'all, I'm going to, I got to hop off just a second. (laughs) Keep going. It's okay. Um, so what they do is, you know, they raise their prices and then, they, and then the, their reputation starts to suffer and people start saying, well, she was amazing, but since she raised her, I just don't feel like it's worth it. Yeah. You know? And so there's that, that happy balance where I like to say, okay, you need to start with knowing what you need to make. Number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the bottom line that becomes your bottom line. And then from there be like, okay, now I'm going to talk to people that have, I have worked with. And if you're brand new, and this is a brand new service or product, talk to people that know you and how you work. Mm -hmm. And they know what kind of experience you deliver. And say, what is the value? What is, I mean, why, 
if you were this person, I'm going I'm to give you my ideal client scenario. If you're a woman and, and you were thinking about writing a book and you really didn't know what to do, but you know that you wanted somebody to, to hold your hand every step of the way, make it easy. You know, you wanted to make sure that your book was going to be properly launched and promoted and all of these things. What would that be worth to you? Mm-hmm. And, and so often we're afraid to ask that question. Why? Is it because we're afraid somebody's going to say five ninety five? dollars Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? $10. $10, 99 cents. Like, what are, are you afraid of them saying that you're not valuable? Yeah. And, you know, and, and if that's what the, where the fear is, then that's, we, that's a mental block, a mindset issue where we have to go back and be like, what happened? What happened to you growing up or in your past or just recently in a past relationship that made you feel like you weren't enough? that you weren't valuable, you weren't important. Mm-hmm. And those feelings that we have, regardless of where they come from, whether they're daddy issues, boyfriend issues, mommy issues, whether it was a teacher that said something to you growing up, whether you just were neglected and, you, and somebody was too busy for you as a little girl, you know, whether it happened yesterday and it was your boss that was a complete douche and made you feel like you were two inches tall, those feelings leave scars. Those emotions leave scars. Mm-hmm. And when we're scarred and we experience pain, we will subconsciously do anything in the world to avoid feeling that pain again. And so when we think about pricing our service and having somebody laugh at us or our clients abandon us or somebody to tell us that they think that we're crazy, it's not worth that and we're not good enough for that. We subconsciously, without even realizing it, we're fearing that response. So we'll keep our prices low. We'll avoid pricing things. We'll give things away for free. We'll barter. We'll collaborate. We'll do all these things to avoid that pain. Mm-hmm. And really, we just need to ask the question. We need to get the feedback. And the truth is, if the feedback is less than desirable, it keeps doing that. <laughs> yes. The first time her phone fell over, I thought she fell out of the chair. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so, so the genius of this, even though it's hard, so anything that's worth doing is going to, to be a little bit hard and outside of the comfort zone. But once you get that feedback, if it's less than the feedback that you were looking for, that gives you a chance to improve. It tells you exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to be. So mm-hmm. if, if you think your services or, you know, your package, say for instance, is worth $5,000 and somebody else says, well, I was thinking like, three, 3,000, you could just come back with like, all right, awesome. That is great feedback. Why? Why do you think that? And what do you think I could do to add value to make it, make it to where it would be beneficial for you to pay $5,000? Where's the, what's the difference? What am I missing? Where's the gap? Mm-hmm. And then you can create that value. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, um, I have a problem. I think that I, I, I have like put out to the world that, only people who have no money are going to find me. <laughs> and I've got to get beyond that because obviously, I mean, and I was doing all those things, giving things away for free, um, bartering. If somebody even kind of hemmed and hawed, it'd be like, okay, but I could do that for, I'll give you a $2,000 discount. Or, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, stop. Why? Because when your mind thinks something is true, when you believe something, you're going to attract situations into your reality that prove that you're right. Mm -hmm. Your brain don't like to be wrong. 
Right. Nobody likes to be wrong, right? And your, your brain especially does not like to be proven wrong. It's just, you know, we're very ego up there. So if, if you believe that you attract broke people, you are going to continue to attract, attract broke people just to, just to prove that you're right. Where if you start to shift that belief into, I believe people, I attract people that are ready to write a book and understand that the investment is going to be worth it in the long run, that they understand that the, the return on investment is going to be 10, 15, 20, 100 times right. what they, they invested in the process. If you believe that, that's who you're going to start to attract. And that's true for everyone listening in your business. It's just, it, it's a matter of changing that belief, mm-hmm. which isn't and easy. An old, old man that was a friends with my husband who drove me crazy, but he's passed away. God bless his soul. He told my husband, if you want to be rich, you have to hang around people with money. And my husband's very business savvy and focused and good with numbers and stuff. And he started doing that. He started, he let go of the friends who were bringing him down and he started, he upped his friends, Mm -hmm. you know, like very success, like very successful business people. Mm -hmm. And we have a nice, comfortable life because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it, and it I am works. a testament to this, this where, and, and this is actually the funny, funny story. I know you because of Dana Malstaff, right. how I met Dana Malstaff was through Hal Elrod <laughs> wow. and Hal's event was the first conference i had ever attended. That was big, like a big personal development conference. I flew to San Diego by myself on a whim, almost threw up when I pressed, you know, checkout, like confirm (laughs) when I bought the ticket for this thing. Um, did not have the, didn't have the, the funds really set aside for this. So it was a a big gamble for me at the time to do this. Um, let alone go across the country, which I was very local. I liked my little bubble in Detroit and I never had a reason to leave. So that was, but I knew that I wanted to do something bigger and I did not have the support where I was. Everybody I knew had a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um, it, it, every time I had expressed an idea to do something big, they were like, Whoa, yeah, but you can't do this. And what if, what if it doesn't happen and who, I don't get it. And you know, it was just all this negativity and it got to the point where I, I had to make a decision. Either I was going to let them get to me and I was going to stay small and stay where I was or I was going to break away from them, have them all look at me like I had horns and deal with it and deal with what the, the repercussions were in my immediate circle and people right. that I knew. Right. So I went across the country and showed up and the people that I met there have seriously changed my life mm-hmm. in that they all have a very abundant growth mentality they do well. They think outside the box, you know, very successful. And I'm like, oh, this is what I need in my life. So I joined his mastermind program, which also was not cheap. <laughs> and met, I and some of my best friends to this day, I met through there because we, we connected and we think alike. And just having that in that, and that opened a can of worms into a whole new world of all these people. And I'm like, oh, there are people out there that think positively, like, this is crazy. What? Yeah. There are people that believe you can do big things. There are people that actually step outside of their comfort zone on purpose. Whoa, this is craziness. You know, there are people that, that 
like break their income ceiling all the time. There are people that don't think that making a million dollars a year is insane. Like, you know, and it's in it challenged me to start thinking differently than I ever have in my life where I was raised with like, you go to school, you get a degree, you get a good job, like J-O-B. Somebody else is the person that you need to count on to, to you know, to, to, to financially support you. You know, my, it was a company, a person, right? You work for somebody and that was security where, you know, this whole new world of people, no, you're on your own, girl. Like, if you want security, you better build it. You better figure out what works for you. You, you take care of you. Right. And it feels really good to know that, hey, there's a lot of people out there. And when you surround yourself with those people, it, not only is it powerful mentally, but it, it does something to you emotionally where you feel like you always have a, a support system. You feel like you always have strength, even on times where you question your own. I totally get that. And in fact, um, yeah. going to the boss mom retreat was exactly the same for me because for the first time, um, I was surrounded by people who understood big dreams, who support big dreams, who were so encouraging of me. And just having that encouragement, just having people say, you can do this. There's no reason why you can't do this, you know, and, 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 and accept your, your, your value and accept what you know and put that out there. People, you know, and for me, like it just, it was, it was a game changer for me. My, my whole outlook on my business has completely changed since January 28th or whatever day it was, you know, my, my circle, I love that. my circle has grown. I mean, you were already in my circle, but like, it just kind of, you know, really made me realize that these were the people that I wanted to be spending time with. And I love it. Yeah, it, it makes a big difference in your whole It does. But. These are cheerleaders that say you can. If you're like, oh, I, you know, and we all have moments where we say we can't. Mm -hmm. We can either surround us by, uh, surround ourselves with other people that are going to be like, you're right, you can't. Right, right. <laughs> or, you know, or you're going to surround yourself with people that when you have those moments of doubt and you say, I can't, they're going to say, yes, you can. Yeah. Let exactly. me help you. Exactly. Yeah. And I've noticed like, the people I thought my in real life friends who would be cheerleaders are eh, cheerleader-ish, but mostly jealous yeah. and going to turn and, you know, so we have had a massive this past year change with our relationships and our friends. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are moments when both my husband are like, we don't have any friends mm -hmm. because one, most of them kind of turned on us and they don't get it. And a lot of people, what broke kind of our backs was they just would say, well, y'all are just lucky. Robert's oh. like, I work hard every single day to create the opportunities for this. You know, yeah, I get to stay at home. Our children don't do without, but we, we put ourselves in those positions to be able to do this, mm -hmm. you know, and being called lucky you know, we have, we had some good opportunities. Yes, but they were created from decisions we made. Mm, I, Aubrey, I love that. We need to just like create a mantra or something. There's no such thing as luck. No. I, I don't know about you. I don't believe in luck. I believe yeah. in creation. Mm -hmm. You know, you create your own luck. If you want to mm -hmm. call it that, yeah. you create your own opportunity. And oftentimes what people see is just the result. Right. You know, it's like the iceberg. All you see is what's sticking out of the water. You don't see everything that's going on underneath. Or like Liz Thompson, her analogy. <laughs> I, don't, 
and I love her to death. Yes. She's like, we're all ducks, right? <laughs> Have you ever heard her say that? <laughs> all ducks. She's like, on top of the water, we're calm, we're smooth, we're collected, but underneath the water, man, those feet are going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what people see is that everything on top of the water. They see like the, the, the smooth duck, but they don't see all the hard work that goes in. I right. You create that. that. Yeah. I was listening to something this morning because I have started changing what I listen to and what I take in. And um, it, it was something and he said, there's only two things in life, results and reasons. And results are the only thing that matter. I was mm. like, oh, and I make my 10 year old listen to it. Even though she's kind of like, why are you listening to this? I'm like, I want her to start hearing those and taking it in. Like, yes. You know. I love that you're, you're brainwashing your children. <laughs> yes, we are. We, totally. we, we, we totally try to brainwash our children into a good mindset because we didn't have that. No, we didn't. And I, you know, I, I have three and my oldest is 20 and he listens to a couple of podcasts. Now, not mine, of course, he won't listen to mine because um, I don't know anything, but he listens to other people's podcasts. And it's, and I've been trying to tell him things for years that he just, he won't listen because I'm mom. But then he comes and he tries to school me and I'm like, yeah, I, I've been telling you that forever. You know, I'm like, you were just so frustrating. But then on the opposite, we'll go way down and I've got my youngest who's 13 and I've been listening to, I mean, like I, I've brainwashed him with, you know, all of the law of attraction stuff and Tony Robbins and all the podcasts I listen to. And I force them to listen in the car and him and his friends would be in the car. And they're like, they would like do the, um, you know, where you like, I don't, I don't know how to say this where people can't can see what I'm doing. They do the like, hand thing where like, she's cuckoo. She's cuckoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I would see them roll their eyes and, and say that I'm crazy for all this woo woo stuff that I would listen to. However, now that they're getting a little bit older and you know, they're 13, I will overhear conversations hmm. where they tell each other, well, that's all in your mindset. <laughs> if you just think yeah. differently or you know what, you can manifest this. And I'm like, I love that my kids know these words. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is so funny. Well, you know, I posted it in your, in your group the other day, but I got the biggest kick out of my daughter because, um, Tanya in a call was telling me about the chalkboard theory or the chalkboard manifestation method or method, yeah whatever yeah. so you know she told me to to write on my chalkboard you deserve it write slots for the number of people that are going to be in my course and then thank you universe and as people join my course i'm writing their names on my board well my daughter and her little girlfriend they're seven years old they they came into my office the other day and i was out in the living room and i hear this little conversation and her friend looks at the board and she says oh what's that this chalkboard with she and she reads it i hear her read it out loud alexa you deserve it line one line two line three thank you universe and, and she's like, what is this? And I hear my daughter say, I don't know. My mom's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe she's, she's at the point where maybe now I can start putting these things into her mind too. But yeah, that, that's funny. She's still at an impressionable age and when things work. So sometimes people are going to roll their eyes. And, and this was the case with my husband even where we do manifesting, you know, games and things together. And at first she's like, yeah, whatever. Okay. You know, and he's kind of a, he would, he would have considered himself to be a realist. Mm -hmm. Okay. One, I, which I hate that word, but okay, we'll roll <laughs> with that. You can go ahead and be real all you want. But when things would start happening, you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to manifest this. And it would, and he's like, Oh, that's creepy. That works. 
Okay. You know, and the more it works, the more they're like, all right, maybe there's something to this because the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You know, if you want, you want to see results. Well, let's create situations that get results. You know, let's focus on it. Let's, let's pay attention to it a little bit more instead of just, you know, Hey, I hope this happens. It'd be cool if this happens. I wish this would happen. Um, so when you, something like this, when it works, bring your daughter in and be like, remember when you told me I was crazy? Uh-huh. Do you see these lines right here? Do you see these names? Boom. Just right. made that happen. You know, yeah. she's be like, oh, okay. And while she might roll her eyes, she might still call you crazy. She's like, she is going to go, oh, okay. Well, interesting. That worked. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's true. I, I need to explain to her really what it is because I don't think I ever really explained it. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the whole idea of manifesting things. And I think it's, I think it's really, so do you have any tips on how people can do that? I know our time is running short. But. Focus. Um, so there, there's a delicate balance between, you know, ex- focusing on it in a way that isn't obsessing about it. Mm. Uh, so there's a difference there. So mm-hmm. saying, all right, this is what I want. Okay. This is, and I deserve it. And then taking it to that next step and going, you know what? More than I want it, I expect it. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen, you know, because there's no reason why it shouldn't. But then, you know, getting yourself to where it's not your head and your heart or your head and your gut are in agreement. They're in alignment where in your head you want it, but in your heart, in your gut, emotionally, you need to expect it. That's where the expectation has to happen, where you know it's happening. It's you believe it the way you believe the sun's going to come up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then, you let it go. <laughs> you know that it's on its way to you, you know, kind of like Aubrey, or I'm going to use the FedEx example. Yes. Where, you know, you place an order on Amazon. Once you put that order in on Amazon, you trust Amazon because you've ordered enough times. You put that order in. Do you spend the next two days checking your email, looking for tracking numbers, or do you just know that it's coming? You just know. You, you just know. So you don't have to obsess. You don't have to log into your email every 15 minutes and go, is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it closer? Where is it? Okay. Albuquerque. It's on its way. All right. You know, you, you put place your order and you let it go and you let FedEx come where if every time you log into your email, imagine that that is that FedEx truck turning around and going the other direction. Every time you obsess over this thing coming that it's, it's halting the delivery of what you just ordered. Hmm. It's taking so that energy is away. why I have the FedEx truck printed out a picture of FedEx truck and it's just above my computer. So I see it in the morning and it's also above the ideal client that I would, that I am visualizing and putting out there that I'm going to land. So I have my FedEx truck and anytime I do have a negative thought, I'm like, Whoa, FedEx is slowing down, but you know, I'm always, <laughs> what, what's that saying? A uh, watch pot never boils. Uh-huh. Yes, so I'm trying yes. to like, yeah, let that. <laughs> let that go. It's in the morning and then in the evening. And like I said, we do our affirmations in the morning and we listen to Tony Robbins or something. And then it's like, okay, now though you got to get to work because (laughs) you can't just visualize all day. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I love that there's a a Southern analogy for everything. There is. There is. Yes. (laughs) Well, and then I always tell people, and there's a difference between like Southern and Texan. <laughs> really? Like we're, this is true. Yes. This is true. We are like our own little world here. So our sayings are even different than a Southern saying. 
Oh, no kidding. But bless yeah. your heart goes all across. Yeah, that's the universal. Yeah. And that just, <laughs> we're not really blessing you so much. <laughs> uh, In fact, I wrote a blog because somebody told me they would, or when they say they're going to pray for you, I'm going to uh -huh. pray for you. And it's yeah, like a negative. Like, yeah, I know what that means, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? That's, do you listen to country? Yeah. Okay. I cannot, I, I, tell, I don't know who it is, but we should be friends. That song? Oh, um, I, yeah, it's a girl song. Yes, it's a girl yes. song, and she's like, you know, if you use Bless Your Heart as a negative, yes. we should be friends. I think it's, I think it's Miranda Lambert. I it think. sounds like it might be Miranda Lambert, but yeah. I don't want to speculate and say, because I've never actually yeah. looked it up to see who was singing it. But um, great song. And I'm like, this is so me. She's basically <laughs> like, it, 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 this is me, love me, or take it or leave yes. it. I think it is what it is. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm like, I love it. I love who, her, whoever's singing this, but that, that part cracks me up. Cause I'm she's, like, she's definitely a good one who just, it's out there. This is me. Yeah. I love it. I, I look up to people like that. Yes. I know we're, we could talk forever, forever and ever and ever. Cause my husband and I, we watched the voice mm -hmm. and we analyze Alicia Keys and Gwen Stefani. Alicia Keys, no makeup, confidence in her eyes. Gwen Stefani talks mm. and talks and talks and has outrageous hair and makeup because she is, you can <laughs> yes. see the lack of confidence in her eyes. Interesting. So, I, yeah. And I won't speak and, and say, you know, specific examples, but yes, I see that in people all of the time. I see that come through in people's branding, mm. how they represent themselves, how they show up in person. Mm -hmm. I know you're um, to me, Tanya. It's okay. You can put nope. it out there. No, <laughs> no, but and here's the thing. I look at them and go, Oh, projects. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, because, because where, what does that boil down to? Mindset. Yeah. yeah absolutely. it takes us a long time. You know, there's that little girl inside all of us, mm -hmm. right? That little girl, that teenager, we've all been, hurt. We, we're all damaged. Mm -hmm. We're all broken to some degree. And that, those are defense mechanisms. Those are ways to hide the pain. Those are ways to keep our, our walls up and protect ourselves from you know, that, that pain we don't want to experience, those things we don't want people to know, because if they know them, then they're going to know the real us. And what if yeah. they don't like us? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so that is a hard thing and it's very real. Um, but to, to deal with those issues and come to terms with it and love yourself, get to that place where, Hey, you know what? We're not alone. I'm not the only one that experienced that pain. Other people out there have done it too. And they survived and they're confident. Okay. That's something that I'm going to aspire to. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yes. Well, you just launched the uh, Profit Party Academy. Is that something you will continue to launch? Um, is that, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm yeah, absolutely. So when will your next uh, opportunity open? I'm, you know, I, I, you're going to catch me and now this is going public, right? Uh. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to do it. I was going to do a full six month run, which I may, I, I'm not, I'm not making any promises, but I have a waiting list uh -huh. of people that are interested and I, I shut it off at 12. Right. So, and literally the day that we, we started and I closed the doors, I had four discovery calls, of people begging me to let them in. Oh my God. And I had to tell them no, which was really painful. Because so, we need you, Tanya. We <laughs> need you. <laughs> we are all going to manifest um, four people on the waiting list when we close our prayers. <laughs> so um, if, if things go well, and here's the thing, I am not going to take away 
any love, attention, value from my current group. Yeah. So if it if it it works out to where I can launch a second group in the summertime mm-hmm. by still babying, you know, giving the love and attention to both of them equally, I will. If I feel like I can't, then I'm going to wait and yeah, in six months, you know, ish. Yeah, yeah, that's my answer. All right. Well, where do people find you? <laughs> Theprofitparty.com is the podcast is hosted there. All kinds of blog goodies are there. Lots of mindset freebies and pricing freebies. And the Facebook group is theprofitpartycommunity.com. Awesome. Thank you Yay. so much, Tanya. I mean, we probably could have interviewed you all day long, but yes. <laughs> therapy <laughs> for Alexa and Aubrey. <laughs> it feels like a, a like a girly slumber party. I know. Yes. We should have popped out the cocktails. Well, I have my cheap energy drink. Like, you know, oh, because I'm on a money diet. I have my dollar forty seven Walmart brand energy. Temporary. Drink. Temporary. Temporary money yes, diet. it is. Because FedEx is on its way. FedEx is coming and he's gonna he's dropping off loads of gold. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thanks, Thank Tanya. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to our show today. Hope you learned a ton of information from Tanya. She's just amazing. Such a great resource and wealth of information. Please head on over to our website at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 92 to get all of our great information. And if you love our show, we really hope you'll head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker and follow us, leave us a review, all those good things so that we can jump on up in the ratings and find new listeners too. Have a great day and lose the cape.